Hello and you're very welcome to Let's Rant Podcast, hosted by myself, Kevin O'Gorman. In today's first ever episode, I'm joined by my good friends, Deco Lang and Owen McAllister, where we discuss United's massive victory against our fiercest rivals, Liverpool, in the FA Cup fourth round. What a stamper of a match. Enjoy. To the uh, Northwest United Fan Podcast, you're very welcome, um, Mr. Deco Lang and Mr. Owen McAllister, two absolute diehard United fans. Welcome to the first official raw, uncut, uncensored, explicit United fan podcast where we will divulge into our biggest dilemmas and biggest, uh, you know, I, I guess not dilemmas, especially with that game that we just seen this evening. So you're very welcome, lads. How are things? Hi, Kev. How's it going? Well, lads. Not so bad. How are things, Owen? Are you well? Good, good, good. Even better after that. Absolutely, absolutely. Listen, listen, look, this is our first one. As we said, this is unscripted, it's raw, it's uncut, and we're just going to have a wee chat about, I guess, everything to do with United, and especially um, that game, the, the FA Cup game there, where we're just after annihilating Liverpool, our biggest rivals. So I'm absolutely buzzing after watching that match. Um, I guess, really, just to talk about this podcast in general, um for for those who who don't know anything about anything, right? To do with our little face group, Facebook group, uh, we're constantly like three or four clucking hens on it every every five minutes. We're we're bitching and moaning and whinging about everything. <laughs> so I thought, what better way than to send it out into the world and give our real thoughts with our real voice, so people can listen to us. So um, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a bit of crack. Um, so I'm just going to go down. I'm going to go straight into it. Um, what did you make of the lineup, Deco? I'll start with yourself. Are you happy with the lineup? Um, yeah, yeah, good lineup. I thought. I thought it was good to see that um, that, that Henderson kept his place uh, in goal and pulled off a couple of couple of good saves. That crucial one with the against Salah for for the hat trick was a great save. Uh, Van de Beek, yeah. he was he was good. You know, he was um, good one touch stuff. Like you know, you could tell he wasn't really match match fit. Like you know, I think the amount of minutes he done was enough. But it was a good. Um, Hello? Quickly lost echo there. Can you hear me, <laughs> We can hear you now, absolutely, yeah. Oh, I think if the phone, yeah, if the phone just... locks, it'll turn it off. Oh, that's um, probably what it is. Look, we're all getting used to it. Yeah, you were saying about Van de Beek didn't look too match fit. Um, no, no. I was I thought... starting, though, to be honest. Um, it was great to see him start. I, I was delighted he started, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, I think I think Cavani the, the touch that Cavani took um to give the ball to Greenwood to to pass it off to Rashford for the goal. I thought Cavani was was unreal again, all over the place. Absolutely. He's just an absolute you know, mm. quintessential poacher, isn't he? Like he just yeah. he loves loves those areas around the box and especially he's he's not selfish either. That's what I love about Cavani. Exactly. Um, Awful unlucky not to score with the header, but uh, look, it, it's uh, it would have sort of eased the, the pressure a bit, but um, you know, the the ground out the result pretty well I thought absolutely um, yeah it was it was great um, I think I, I just can't get over that pass from Rashford up to Greenwood I mean what yeah, a pass yeah. Said to unbelievable Spurlock. yeah and if Milner was like uh, as I said in the commentary if he Deco's phone's locked again if he had longer hair I think he was going to say <laughs> he probably would have got to the ball 
think so. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Can you not hear me? Okay, Owen. No. Can hear you now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if he was if he was an inch taller, he would have uh, he would have uh, probably got the ball. But um, took it very well. And I I've seen a picture after Robertson trying to butt Greenwood off. So it's good to see he kept his composure and scored. Yeah, and I think like you know two very Not experienced sure teams. Yeah, can you hear me? Hello. <laughs> There'll be lots of cutting going on here. Yeah. <laughs> can you hear me now? Can't help whoever is editing it. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. This is obviously look. We'll we'll call this can one our test anyway. Uh, yeah, I can hear Kev. Can you? Oh, I can't. I can't. That's weird. That weird. That's strange. <laughs> I can hear both. Hear me now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, can you hear that's me awesome. now, Deco? Okay. No, I can't hear Kev at all. Oh, that's right. really strange. I can hear you both perfect. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Let me see. Let me. Uh, uh, I'm going to uh, go out and go back in again. You keep chatting away. Right. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, uh, Kev. Um, I seen you know Rashford came off injured there at the end. Um, mm. I was thinking before he came off, I was, you remember, say, from about 50 minutes until maybe 70 minutes, Liverpool were all over United. And it was nearly it was nearly all coming down United's left-hand side. And what was interesting was that Greenwood was over there, and they switched Rashford over there, and he was not tracking back at all in that 20 minutes. And no. it just dawned on me, maybe he had gotten injured earlier and was just trying to struggle. But usually he wouldn't be like that. He'd go after them. But he was just not, That's not true. helping Shaw out at all. And they were getting in down the down United's left all the time in that 20 minutes. That's where the ball comes Yeah. From. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, I, it was a strange one because I thought, like, it, even after looking at the uh, end results and going through the, the facts, um, there was, a, like, Liverpool still had more possession, which is, you know, probably a usual thing for a team of their calibre to have more possession. But I thought that, I don't know. I thought I liked the the pairing of um, you know Pogba and and um, McTominay. I thought that was pretty decent. You know, um, yeah, I thought that was good too. And I think um, got an unpopular opinion here, uh, but it might be our first fight on the podcast. But um, I think you have to have Fred in there. To be honest with you, I think you need someone yeah. there that's he's not maybe as technically gifted as Matic or McTominay. But he really, he really breaks up the, the the play a lot better than both of them, in my opinion. Don't know why he's yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think Fred Fred should be starting every game. Yeah, he should be. I think yeah. he should really just just the first one. Not that he's the best player, and then but just the first one on the team. Yeah, we need this guy in here to do ugly stuff. Just leave him there, like maybe twenty yards in front of the the back four, and he doesn't have to do anything else. Just just break up everything. Yeah, and what did you make of the um, the substitutions? Do you think there were there were good substitutions that were made? Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I thought so. Thank God he got it right tonight, didn't he? You mm-hmm. know, with everything really. Absolutely. Um, and, I thought. I yeah. thought he done, uh, done really well. Uh, the thing about it is that yeah. we're going to um, we're going to the next game now with a fresh Bruno Fernandes as well. So it's exactly. Yeah, he didn't have to play. What, what did he? He played what? Uh, half hour. About twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and whatever he was doing, or whoever, it, whoever he was praying to, it worked anyway. When before he took that free kick, <laughs> yeah, <tell> you. absolutely. Yeah. 
What a goal, though. He could, he, could, he could not have put that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was the only uh, way he could put it from that close. You could see him fighting with the ref over the position of the ball. Yeah. It was just, it was way yeah. too close to the goal. But uh, that was, and Pogba, to be fair, getting out of the way. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Hit. Yeah. I I suppose we could we could talk a little bit about Pogba now because, I mean, he, he's, he's in form, uh, you know, in light of everything that's going on with with uh, the rumours of, of him leaving and, and not being sort of, not having his heart in the mm-hmm. club or not being able to kind of, you know, deserve to wear the jersey. I think he's, he's on form and he's, he's, he's bringing a sort of a positivity to, to the team now. And he's actually, he is trying. I seen him t- tonight. He was trying. He, he had a few chances wide. He, you know, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't lacklustre. Like he, he can have been in the last, you know, few years he'd been with the club so I think that there's there is a sense of unity there and I think Ole probably doesn't get enough respect for the man management I think he's a very good man management manager um, you know we don't know what goes on behind the scenes we only hear things online or we, we, we hear people's frustrations about how things should be but I think you know I, I think those players seem pretty pretty confident now and they seem pretty happy with each other um, and I, I don't think I've heard one bad thing said about Ole from the players you know so uh, I think, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see if we can keep this momentum up because, you know, down the line, injuries are the biggest thing now. From from now until the end of the season, this is where it gets tough with injuries. So yeah. we need to be prepared to draft in those young lads who who we all know deserve to, to get a crack. The likes of Diallo, obviously, and uh, Palistri, who's been doing phenomenally well with the under-23s. Yeah, exactly. um, I think we just we just want to see them, you know. We, 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 we just want to see what they're like and what they can bring. I yeah, thought Rashford yeah. and Greenwood were great. It's difficult to. It's difficult. Diallo's he hasn't been here long enough at all. You don't. You don't want to. The thing about it is, you don't want to throw him in there and rinse him in his first game in front of everybody. If you get what I mean, he could. He he looks absolutely class. But it's like it could go. It could go either way. If you put him on, he could score a goal and give him real confidence. Or you can put him on and have a shocker because he hasn't trained with them enough. He hasn't played enough. He mightn't be physically strong enough. Yeah, uh, probably the same thing with Pelistri. Looks really good, but he looks too weak for the first team. I see. I've seen him in a few yeah. under twenty three games, and he's he's getting thrown about the place in the under twenty threes. Never mind the seniors. That would be my only thing. He needs another six months or a year, in my opinion, to build up muscle things like that. But that Diallo looks class. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that you you're yeah you're dead right there, Owen. Because like the thing people don't realize is that. The Premier League is probably the, one of the most competitive leagues and the most uh, kind of surprising leagues in terms of results. You look at the likes of teams like hard-nosed teams like Burnley, big, strong, strong teams that can go at you. That yeah, yeah you might get a one win or you might get a, a draw or you might hammer them, but at the end of the day, they're, these guys are prepped to not not take any shit off any of the big top six, let's call them, um, and they're just they're well able to give it back as well. So the likes of Felicity. And these these guys who have never played in the Premier League before uh, would find it really really difficult, yeah. especially as you said, if they're getting you know fl- thrown around the place in under twenty three games. Never mind the, the senior games. So yeah, it's it's a bit of a risk. You it? see, you see with um, even with the big players, like you know who was it? Was it that Zayek that came to Chelsea? Yeah. Um, and he he said he was really really struggled with the with the pace and the the sort of um, you can even see yeah. it with uh, players like um, established players like Diego Forlan he, yeah. he got thrown around mm. the place in the Premier League and he went off back to Spain yeah. back to Spain and was top scorer in the league for three there years there you go yeah exactly yeah yeah. You know? yeah 
Yeah, it's a physical league. It's very physical. And um, we all know the the demise of Radamel Falcao when he came to United. Uh, yeah. He couldn't hack it either. Good point, yeah. Uh, oh, the funny thing is as well is that we look at the likes of these kind of failed stars that came to United that were big stars. And, we, you know, obviously the main one, the main culprit is, is Alexis Sanchez, where mm. who was an absolute out-out star for Arsenal and just couldn't seem to hack it with United, with the role he was being played in or whatever it may have been. Confidence, I don't know. But at the same time, there's a fellow who had played in the Premier League, but who just couldn't hack it within the team. And maybe maybe other teams in the Premier League at that time were just getting stronger and they weren't ta- they weren't afraid of the bigger teams like Arsenal and United and Liverpool. They were just all these smaller teams where the Newcastles and the West Ham's and the Everton's were just giving it back because they thought, why not? It's our, it's our turn to try and get a crack and push into European football. So we're not afraid of them anymore. I think, uh, and I think that's... Sanchez one, though, it was like Arsenal were a weak team even when he was there and he was unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. I remember watching the game, Castle Bar, and um, I don't know if Jekyll was with me or not, but... Remember, he scored a goal first and not long before he left them where he kind of, he's one-on-one as a keeper and he just did a roll over with his foot, like a kind of a dummy and the keeper went down and he just kind of lofted it over the keeper. Like it was just, oh, one of the best goals I've ever seen. Like. And uh, mm. whatever happened, he just came to United and just just could not play. What, whatever it was, they must have played a different style of football. He had to be fitter at United than he had to be at Arsenal, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, the type of football they played, and I don't think he was the star man at United that might have played it, something into it. Mm. And he was getting paid too much, let's be honest. Oh, way I too mean, much. Ah, absolutely. Five hundred yeah, I mean, a week, you're not going to be hungry, you know. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the difference. And then you see the likes of, you know, the the kings, Latan, as I call him, who came for that glorious whatever it was, yeah. eighteen months or however long he played for the club, who at whatever 36, 37 years of age. You know, there's interviews of him saying that the Premier League was one of the leagues he always wanted to come to, and even he he said himself that he found it difficult against these smaller teams. That it's just it's a different league yeah. entirely when you're playing, um, and like he did reasonably well. He scored what I think twenty odd goals, almost twenty odd goals mm-hmm. for United in that season. That was the season where you know I thought personally, you know, that was just my this is just my opinion, but you know, having the likes of Zlatan there was a great just a great influence for the younger Absolutely, players, yeah. especially looking up to them. Yeah, and we, you know, Cavani can take that. We had never won yeah. before. Absolutely, we we won the the Europa League and we finished second that year in the league. So I mean, that was probably our best league since Fergie's retired. And you know, if Ali can even emulate that mm-hmm. um, standard going forward, obviously we want to win the league and we want to win all the cups. If we can get into that position and have that big signing like Zlatan was there in Cavani and maybe more mm-hmm. to come, um, you know, I think we should be we should be reasonably pr- proud of ourselves um, thing, and have our team about, um, I think about that season where we finished second and won the Europa League was would you would you want that and be playing absolute dire football or else have football under Ole that's quite good to watch um, but it's only kind of bearing fruits now that they haven't won anything yet but it's only kind of you know we're showing yeah. that we can we can go to the top of the table um, that's a big question, isn't it, really? Because you can have Mourinho football and win the Europa League and finish mm-hmm. second. If you look at Tottenham now, people are, are praising them, but they're only praising them because Tottenham have never, Tottenham have always played good football, but they've yeah. never like, been pragmatic. Now they're being pragmatic, but they are awful to watch. That's it, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Massive game. Like, yeah. uh, what was it, Thursday? Uh, Tottenham-Liverpool. Tottenham win. Liverpool down to fifth, I think, isn't it? So, yeah, uh, Josie, I'll go out there for the win and just um, try and score early and just park the bus as usual. And uh, yeah, and look, I think all. Sorry, not all. I think I think Mourinho has been lucky in the teams he's gone to. Um, he's lucky in the sense that he has the likes of Kane and Son there. Yeah. Because if he didn't, I don't think they'd be any, anywhere near where they are now. Mm. And you know, the likes of. Yeah, like I mean, I, I don't know if any of you watched the the All or Nothing documentary with Spurs, but I mean, I've, I've watched a few episodes now, and I can kind of see that you know in it that Levy is kind of delighted that he's there. He is a big name manager, a big star manager, but he doesn't know. There's there's an element of Levy kind of thinking, is has the, is this the right is this the right move going forward for this club? You know, so it's again, you know, you you just don't know. I think Mourinho can be good in terms of man management. And it's it's evident now. Maybe he could have been playing up to the cameras a little bit um, in in the documentary, but at the same time, he is an absolute star at Kane. It's on there. I mean, they're just, they're just unbelievable players. Any team would have them happily, you know. Um, I think I've said this to you before in the WhatsApp or the Facebook group, the Wingen group that I call it. I've said this before that I think if Fergie was still here, or even Fergie retired maybe a year or two ago, Kane would be a United player, a hundred percent. He he, I just think he has. What Rooney had that desire. I think Son maybe as well. If if Fergie was lucky to get both mm. of them, absolutely. But I think Kane is the main man because United have always had that Rooney esque type player, uh, or or they've always had that desire yeah. to get somebody like that absolutely. because a workhorse of a forward, you know. And I think that's what we're missing. I don't think Cavani has that much left in the tank. If I'm completely honest with you, he's he's a great player to have, but. He needs more support. I think he needs somebody alongside him firing in the goals or at least trying to assist each other. Um, we've seen now, I think up until this point, that it, the, the 4-2-3-1 system with Cavani up front and you know Bruno as a number 10 and either Greenwood or Rashford on either side, it hasn't really worked until tonight, to be honest. Uh, I saw it tonight. It worked, thankfully. Um, but I still think we, we need that front too. Um, you know, we've always thrived and won by having two out-and-out strikers. Um, you yeah. think of when Van Persie came to the club, mm-hmm. that glorious year when Van Persie came and we, he won the league in his first year with yeah. United. What he'd been trying to do with Arsenal. You know, I mean, he had Rooney beside him all the time and it was just an absolute joy to watch. I it mean, was. Some of the football yeah. that was played. Yeah. They, they always bad. had that sort Not of 4-4-2, the, the, the Cole and the Yorks, the yeah. Ronaldo and Rooney, Tevez and Rooney, um, you know Van Persie and Rooney, as you said, yeah. um, they do need they do need that um, and, sort of killer killer attack. Like you know, I, you know, Greenwood can do it. You know, he is a he is an out and out striker and can finish the ball really well. It's just that he doesn't have the experience yet. And Cavani has, you know, he doesn't have the experience that Cavani has to to uh, to to help Cavani score more. Because you know Greenwood, he went for a couple of shots there uh, today where Cavani was free in the box. Mm. You know, so he, he should have played it in, but you know, it, it's um. That's history now. They just uh, it's a hunger. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it, yeah. There's that. There is that hunger in him, and you you kind of have to admire that because with the step overs and the whole lot and the flair and the fancy football, it's like, well, I've got this far. Why not take a crack? True. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I kind of I, I like that, and I like the sense that Cavani doesn't he Cavani doesn't give out if the ball isn't passed to him. I, I kind of like that in him. He wants them to try, and he wants them to try and score yeah. and get as many chances created as possible. Um, but I just think that's the one thing we're lacking, and that's something we need to think about going into the summer transfer market because 
you know, there's talk of Haaland, you know, over the years, there was talk of Lewandowski coming. There was these big, huge strikers that are able to just do it. Um, but I mean, you think about those strikers, can they, you know, have they done it on their own or is it the players beside them or behind them that have, have kind of, you know, helped them along the way? I think it's the latter. I think they've been helped with phenomenal talent, mm-hmm. either side of them or behind them or wherever, Definitely. you know, and yeah, like, I th- like the likes of, if we talk about the back four uh, for a second, I think, um, you know, Shaw, who I haven't been the biggest fan of, but I think he's, he's definitely, come on, leaps and bounds now. Um, you know, I won't say some of the words that I said in the Facebook yeah. group. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think he, he has a confidence about him he, now. He's back, well, to, his old, he's back to his old sort of Southampton days, you know, just streaming forward and into yeah. the box and, and button balls into the box. Like, you know, obviously, it, it's because Tellez is there, you know. They, they, you just, yeah. He's just um, play, playing for his yeah. place. You know, it's a shame there's no, there's no um, competition on the right-hand side, you know, because... I was just going to say that, Jack. I was just going to say that about um, Wan-Bissaka because yeah. just <clears throat> not going off top, we're still talking about the defence, but I don't know if you noticed, and I think I might know the reason why, apart from not having competition there, but I don't know if you noticed, ever since the Leipzig match was the first time I noticed that he was really out of position for two of them goals. And ever since mm. that, positioning has been terrible. I was down in your house watching the games a couple of times since that, Deco. And he, yeah. I remember seeing it to you, his positioning. Even today, he was out of position three or four times, which he never used to be. But I think the reason is, because if you notice, he's getting better going forward. I think they're really, really at him that he needs to start going forward more, getting the ball in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that might be adding to it. So hopefully he gets back to what he was. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, and I think... Like I, I was absolutely huge fan of Basaka when he came to the club, and you know, as you said, after the Leipzig game, there's been some very, very questionable uh, runs that he's made and, mm. and things like that, and and obviously losing the ball quite a lot, and making, you know, unfortunately giving away the possession to the other teams and eventually them scoring, and he is singly, you know, he, you know, he's to blame for that because he needs to be able to defend, he he needs to be able to to track back and, and, you know, correct his mistakes because unless he, if he, if he's running up forward and he doesn't get a good crossing or a good pass up forward, then, you know, we're on the other team are on the counter attack mm-hmm. and we're exposed yet again. So it's, he needs to learn these things. And maybe, maybe as we were saying there about Shaw kind of having that competition with Tellez, maybe there, there does need to be competition there on the right so that the Pasaka can maybe exactly. up his game a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's what's needed. letting Dallo go out and loan because I, I, I think he's a really good right back Dallo I, I understand mm. why um, like Mourinho didn't seem to fancy him at the end and Solskjaer never seemed to fancy him I don't know why yeah it might be true. one of those things where he just said look I have to play every game you know they, they had no choice maybe you know they said right pop you out on loan get your game time and come back and see see how you are then yeah yeah and, and like I suppose, really, you know, look, we, we've touched on the Liverpool game, which is obviously this is our this is our uh, post match analysis. Um, we're not we're not quite up there with with Giles and Dunphy yet, but we're 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 going to try and get there. I know, I say Dunphy, we're, <laughs> we're definitely on Dunphy's I, level. Ah <laughs> well, the, so we might invite him in so and see see. Is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess really just just over the last kind of. While since since Oilskar has taken over, my biggest my biggest thing with United is that, for me personally, the midfield has never been sorted. It, it just it's still there's this 
there's a huge gap of of these players. And when you look at the amount of midfield players that United have, you know, who's the one that knows how to play as a central midfielder? I mean, I, I can't. They, some of them don't even know where to play mm. in the midfield. It's, you hear all these things in the paper online about Pogba only like he doesn't like to play the right of a front three or he doesn't like to play as a as a defence midfielder. You know where where is is he a box to box? Is he where does he is he number ten? Where does he want to play? I think if he's a midfielder, he should be able to play in those positions because you know that was always the the let's call it the etiquette. United Skulls, you're playing you're playing defence midfield today. No problem, boss. You're playing as a just behind, playing a, kind of an attacking midfielder today, Scolzi. No problem, boss. You're playing to the left of, a, of, you know, or the right or whatever it may be. No problem. There was no questions asked. It was do your job, do what was asked to you. You, you saw that with Kino, who to me is our greatest midfielder that we've ever had. Scolz obviously is, is there as well. But in my opinion, I think Kane was the one who, who was a, a classic central midfielder who knew how to defend and knew how to go forward and wasn't too, what's the word, wasn't too selfish with the ball either. You know, it was about getting the ball forward and it was about rescuing the ball back. So, you know, yeah. that was the main thing. So, yeah. And we, we, we need to kind of step up and really sort that out. Very true, think, yeah. Know? Even the commentators on the game tonight said that when Liverpool were playing well, like, and it's just, it was in midfield. United players just kept getting caught out in midfield constantly. Yeah. In, in possession. It's a difficult one because if you, you kind of, I know what you're saying, Kev, I agree with you 100% because it's like you've got two or three midfielders that want to play in number 10 and you've got two or three that want to play in number six and you've got no one that wants to play in number eight. That's really what it is. Yeah. Number eight is like box to box. Six is just defensive and 10 is attacking. So it's kind of like you've got Matic, you've got... Uh, my mind's Fred and McTominay. McTominay is the only one kind of kind of box to box, but hmm. Van yeah. de Beek then I don't know what to make of Van de Beek because I you know I, I didn't see much of him in, in Holland, but to be honest with you, any chance he's been given this season now I know they've been limited. He, he hasn't done anything in the press week. He doesn't look any better than McTominay to me. But maybe he needs a get uh, run of games. That could be it, but I think he does, yeah. I think he needs mm. a you know, he needs to get into the team, but he's just, um, you know, there's just uh, no place for him, you know, and if they go bring in, you know, if they do bring in Diallo and stuff and put him straight into uh, into the midfield and keep Van der Beek on the, on the bench, you know, he's just, he's going to go, isn't he? There's no point in him sitting there week in, week out, never, uh, never getting the game. I think Pogba will be gone. Yeah, the tomorrow is down. Say again, on? I'm thinking that yeah. Pogba will probably be gone in the summer. So Yeah. Probably, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it's, it's a big risk because I mean, you know, we 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 have this kind of love hate relationship with Pogba, <laughs> yeah. don't we? Um, right, he's he's doing his job, but you know, to be honest with you, it's too little, too late, as far as I'm concerned. He's had yeah. the years to try right, and perform, because, do these like things. As, you were saying you earlier, know. Kev, like how he's playing so well now, and um, this last while, but that pisses me off even more because. He could have been playing that well for the last four years or whatever he's been back at United. He has it in him. He has it in him yeah. to be the best midfielder in the world. And that is just that is just sickening. Sickening. That I'll tell you a small a small little caveat. I was over at a Newcastle Newcastle United match because it was in Newcastle time. And it was right in the season that they got relegated last time. And 
you know, Suzuki was a place for Spurs now. He was playing for Newcastle at the time. He he wanted to leave in January. And this this was March time. I was over at the game. He didn't get his move. And it, it's it's only when you're at the games a lot of the time you see what goes on off camera. Mm. He it was it was disgusting what he was doing. He would not if the ball came within five yards of him, he wouldn't go to it. He would not go to it. He just did nothing on the pitch. It was horrifically and Pogba was like that for a long time. He was like that for a long time. Just didn't want yeah. to be there, so he didn't bother trying. And now, now that he you yeah. can see what he does in this last few games, what he can do, that just pisses me off more. It's like I know, yeah. And you're th- and you're 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 hoping that it's not true, but it's like, is he just playing well now because he he wants to track the bigger clubs so they can say, well, he's played well now in the last few weeks, so we'll definitely take him in the last couple of months. You know, well, he's brought he's yeah. putting up his market value, isn't he? Yeah, that, that's I mean, what he's at. That's what he's at. Trying yeah. to score goals, trying to get assists, trying to get get United up on top, and then he can yeah. move with his head, hang, or you know, head up high. Every <laughs> another forty million bonus. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, looking right now, um, if it's all right with G, I, I'm just going to wrap this up now in a, in a in a in a minute or so. But um, I would just would like to get your thoughts on who, if you if the 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 purse was open it was you know the money wasn't an object um and the players let's say the ones that we're thinking of were willing to come who will be your first choice uh, midfielders if you were able to get two in the summer Deco, we'll Madison. start with you um okay just uh, you see the way he was he, he played the other night um for Leicester um i think it was against Chelsea uh, i didn't see all of the highlights but he, he scored mm. um but um yeah, he's just a, he's just an all-round player, James Madison. I think he's I think he's unreal. I, I think he'd be a great addition at United. Great, some great great mm. talent there at Leicester. Like I think you know they're a great team to watch even now. Still, after all those years of winning the league, and they produce yeah. some really really good talent. They get these players in for not much, and then they just become superstars. So yeah, I I I big fan of Madison actually. Yeah, great great choice. And who else um... you think? What are you thinking of? I I don't I don't watch a lot of uh, like foreign leagues, but um, I suppose uh, Jack Grealish maybe, you know he's I'm I'm not sure if, if okay. they're the same type of player though, you know um, just uh, when Grealish played against United there where um where he came down just talking about Aaron Wan-Bissaka when you know he tried to stick his leg up at the free kick and missed it and just it wasn't in his position and Grealish put it in in the box and. I can't remember who scored one of the Villa uh, forwards, but I think I think uh, Grealish is a good is a good all round player as well. But maybe maybe they maybe they clash too much. Maybe they're the same player and wouldn't play on the same team. Um, which is yeah, kind of the exactly. trouble we're having right now, yeah. isn't it? With the ones that we do have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd have to. I'd really. have to have a think um, and uh, maybe maybe have a have a look around some uh, some foreign clubs as well and just uh, just just see and. Maybe, I suppose Sancho, maybe, you know, if they can open that door again. Wait. Yeah, we can always look to FIFA <laughs> exactly, anyway yeah. for reference. I know on yourself, if you were to pick one or two midfielders, have, who would you like to see? Have to be realistic. Sure. <laughs> Does it have to be realistic? Look, last year and this year. Kevin De Bruyne, not hope we're going to get him. Um, mm. Yeah. So yeah, realistic ones. Um, I was gonna say Grealish, 
for um it depends it all depends okay. on who goes out so Fogba goes out I would get Grealish um yeah. another player I would get as you were saying we need to get like a box to box midfielder so one of the best one of the best I can see in the league at the minute that is Ndidi from Leicester I think he's class I think he's so underrated unbelievable okay. he reminds me of uh, who was the lad there a few years ago when Potch was at Spurs? Uh, was it? Um, oh no, he's got it on my head. He went off to China for big money. Um, oh shit! No, he's gone out of my head. I'll tell you again. Um, but he reminds me of him. He's a, he's absolutely right. underrated. He's class. Just watch him in the next game. He played unbelievable there. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'd be thinking. Okay. Yeah, that's so. That's interesting. Now you've like two Leicester players there that you were. Mm. That you've both said. Um, I, I, I was kind of thinking, indeed, myself. Um, I do like the look of him. Actually, if you if this question was asked to me a few years ago, um, before he went to Chelsea, I would have taken Angola Kante yeah. in a harping. I, I thought he's just what a powerhouse, and I think he would have fitted really, really well into mm. into United, especially then. And I, I know he's good for Chelsea, but I think he'd be a better United player. He'd really just gel it all together. Um, you know that that'd be probably my thinking on it, and obviously. You know, I'm trying to think now myself, and it's a hard question to ask. But I would have loved to see Tony Cruz at United, which was nearly a done deal uh, a few years ago, I believe. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see some some kind of some player of that caliber. And I don't know exactly; I'll have to have a think. But someone who's 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 used to, you know, kind of I, look. My biggest problem was Andre Herrera was left the club. I thought he was our best midfielder we had, you know, at the time. So. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a strange one, but I think it's a good way to look at you know how your team is by judging it by the other teams in the league that you're playing in because there's some fantastic players in the Premier League and I think they they're already adapted exactly. to it and they know how to play in this league. So they're you know they're the ones that we should be looking at instead of going out spending hundreds of millions on these on these players who have no experience playing in this league. So yeah, I it's agree. a tough one to I call. Really, um, we should be looking to, uh, to to Premier League players. Absolutely, yeah. We watch them week in week out. Yeah, it's just a pity that uh, you know some of the best players are on the or two big uh, two uh, teams that we hate yeah, the most, know, yeah. Liverpool and Man City. <laughs> player, so, <laughs> so, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh Dembele, yeah, great player, good shout. Yeah, well, listen, look, lads, I, I'm going to leave it here for today, and thanks very much for joining uh, me on the first uh, official. Uh, podcast so you know hopefully uh, we'll get it we'll get it up and running and we'll, we'll, we'll be back again uh, for the next game either we'll do a pre pre-match analysis uh, our thoughts and or a post or we'll, we'll figure something yeah. out or we might just do a random one and we'll get um, Mary from Belmullet to maybe yeah. drop in and say absolutely yeah. a few questions yeah, damn right. <laughs> so, so yeah so Deco Mr Deco thanks Kev. very much thanks for joining Kev. me uh, Owen McAllister, thank you very much as well for joining me. Tune in next time, folks, and Cheers, we will guys. see you then. Talk to you Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.